You are listening to WTUZ Radio Podcast. Okay, welcome to WTUZ Radio Podcast. I am your host, Rhonda. So uh, this particular podcast, I intended to do it earlier in the week, uh, but because I had to do another follow-up on the financial uh, health, this one got delayed. So this one is titled Creating Leaders in the Black Community. Now, I know this topic has been done many times over, up and down, et cetera, et cetera. So I'm not going to go into the typical thing. Uh, I want to keep this really, really simple and keep it moving. And the reason what prompted me to do this is because there is certainly a lack of leadership, a lack of direction. Now, here's my two folds on leadership period. I think that leadership is a good thing, but then I think it is a dangerous thing. And what we've been seeing with the Black a.k.a. melanated community, over the past century. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll even put it to a century. Is really poor leadership, infiltration of leadership, a lot of co-intel-pro leadership. Okay, so anyone that uh, rocks with us on YouTube, uh, you you know the reasoning why that has is so in the black community. It is because the way this quote quote United States corporation was founded, it was founded on infiltration. So meaning having uh, Europe come on the shores under the guise to do business and then ultimately turn the indigenous people's land into a business while cutting out the same indigenous people that are the heirs to the land. That took centuries to do that. That took centuries for that particular, those empires, the European empires to infiltrate the Americas. Okay, so we can even use the 1500s as that mark all the way up to final completion of the complete takeovers in the 1900s. It took time to do it. And yes, a lot of it was war, but even the first foothold, to get the first foothold in the door for takeover was through friendly 
exchange, friendly, doing business, and then integration from a Marian perspective into the tribes. And then once that infiltration was made, then it was going into um, one tribe against another tribe. Some of it was um, intertribal differences and meaning infiltrators really that were being set up or um, funded. I guess that's a better way to say that. Funded or sponsored by those said empires with the agenda to either get the tribes to agree to something that ultimately would not benefit the tribes and or get their infiltrator who had married into the tribe to become powerful in the tribe through a leadership position. Okay. So just think of how long this has been going on in the melanated communities since the 1500s. All right. And now you fast forward to today and where these two particular cultures and the indoctrination of identity is so lost that within the black melanated communities, we don't know who is whom. We still don't enter and understand what each other's agenda are, okay? And I'll just really quick break down two sides of the coin. One side is now starting to really emerge where you have a group of folks that, you know, they've done their research, they've done their heritage, they can stand on full foundational ground saying that their folks, their bloodline is indigenous to the Americas. Okay. Then you have uh, the other group that either they've heard of it, they don't believe it, they've been taught that they're from Africa, that's the way it is, that's the way it's going to be, Anybody else that thinks outside of that, you're just trying to deny your African heritage. That's majority of the folks in that um, bucket who don't believe that their people are indigenous to the land. Then you have a small percentage of folks on that side of uh, the coin who absolutely knows what's going on. They know that if you are melanated, a.k.a. black, in the Americas, you're either one or two things. Uh, Actually, I'll say one of three things uh, or a combination of one or three things. I'll put it that way. I apologize. You're either indigenous to the Americas in the land where, you know, all of your heritage on both sides of your family tree ties solely back to the land 
or you are a mixture. You have um, indigenous heritage from the American side, and then you have heritage where your roots, some of your roots tie back to Europe. So meaning someone in your family lineage um, was melanated. They came from Europe. They came over to the Americas and they married in to the indigenous bloodline. And then the last one, which is the very, very small percentage is your bloodline, your heritage, your folks came from Africa. Okay. So the, out of those three scenarios, the ones that really know what's going on, I'm going to put it towards the ones that are actively hiding the fact that there is Black Europeans, meaning Black Europeans immigrated over to the Americas and married into Black indigenous Indian culture, okay? And so the system that we are currently living in or living under, which is a better way to say it, those same people that are actively hiding that information on the Black European, they help stand up this current system, which is a empire European system. And the system was in place to benefit them, their bloodline, and ultimately benefit the European empires. Okay. They have a lot vested to keep the system currently as it is, with some tweaks, let's be clear, with some tweaks to get the quote-quote Caucasian from the seat of power and turn the seat of power back over to melanated Black folks, melanated Black European folks who originally stood the system up in the first place. So all that I've mentioned all of those scenario groups have been blended into one group, right? With the majority in that group not knowing the players, not knowing who is whom. With the majority just thinking everybody is out of Africa. We were all brought over here on slave ships. Therefore, we all have the same agenda. We all have the same vested interests. And that can be further from the truth. So that's why it is extremely hard in the black slash melanated community to have centralized leaders. It is extremely hard and I say it is extremely dangerous. Because if you do have 
a centralized, melanated black leader, you better believe if they start out with pure intentions, they will not last long for all of the reasons that I named. Because the goal is to keep the current system in place. Hey, yeah, let's make some tweaks to it. We may change the face of this system. But let's keep the same system. Because it is benefiting an empire. It is benefiting an empire that is not or does not have any inherent rights to the indigenous people's resources, land, heritage. So any melanated leader that's put in place will either be taken out, taken out of that position of leadership authority, or they will be infiltrated and taken out or infiltrated and bought off and paid off to drive the empire's agenda. Or this is the part that most people never see, that those particular leaders were put into position by the empire to lead a certain narrative that would always benefit the empire. So with all of that said, how do you create leaders in the black melanated community? I have said this time and time again. Um, Number one, I think that um, a lot of the issues with this topic in the melanated black community, I think that, Number one, it's all too much out in the open. So meaning the concept of truly moving in silence, the concept of truly taking your time to, number one, establish what you are really trying to do. What is the true goals? What is the true direction? What is the true foundation of what you're trying to do? Start with a solid foundation and then continue to move in silence and meet up with like-minded people. And when you meet up with like-minded people, you have to vet each other out. And that takes time. That takes time. Okay? And then once you have established that and you feel you're on solid, you all are on, on solid ground, you agree with your what your goals are going to be, how you're going to move forward. And out of all things, I still say moving in silence. Then you just start putting in the work. And even if that means starting off small, I've said this time and time again that a lot of people talk, uh, a lot of big uh, 
game, especially a lot of men, melanated leaders who have these big platforms and they talk on such broader range, but they can't even start small with, let's clean up a block. Let's keep one block safe. Just one block. Let's just keep one block safe. Heck, let's start in our individual homes. I've always said that. Starts in your home. It starts with yourself first, of course. Then it starts in your home. Then let's start with the one block. Okay? So to me, those are some of the big gaps that I see in leadership in the Black community, creating leadership. Gone are the days. Now, this is just my humble opinion, of course. But gone are the days are the big production of the 60s with having centralized leaders and having everything televised. And those days are over. It it has been proven time and time again. It doesn't work for the reasons that I have given you with infiltration. So trying to do the same thing and expecting different results, uh, that seems a little cray-cray to me. Okay? Now, let's get on some of the players in the melanated community that can also... Some are a hinder, hinder and some can definitely improve the process. So let's start with elders, okay? And I'm going to have to get specifics by generations to make it clear whom I am speaking about. Now... If this doesn't apply to you, don't worry about it. If it applies to you, then you have to lace that shoe up and wear it and keep it moving. It is what it is. So I'm going to start with the baby boomers, right? You did a horrible job. And where you did a horrible job at was the fact that you did not groom You did not groom anyone to pick up the torch. You didn't do it. You did not groom the Generation X, which is so happened my generation. You didn't pass that baton down. What you did was, during that 60s movement, You rode off of that notoriety and fame. You allowed those folks that were the face of the movement to get paid off of the movement and then turn around and start exploiting the very people they claimed they were so concerned about and that they wanted to help. Hence, which proves my earlier point, of the fact of infiltration. We don't have to look back to the 1500s 
we can look back quite recently on infiltration. Okay? So baby boomers, you did a huge disservice. You didn't pass the torch. You sold out. You wanted the the notoriety and fame. You rolled off of that. You moved into careers and started working for the same establishment that you were trying to change. You went and worked for the same establishment and you use the justification that I can change it from within. Okay, so we're 50, 60 years in. Where's that change, baby boomers? And then the sad part about it, you're still holding the torch. So I have no nothing to conclude but to believe you are a gatekeeper. And then the the last thing is you didn't hold each other accountable in the movement. As infiltration occurred, as folks sold out, took those cushy jobs, you didn't hold any of your peers accountable. Hence, goes back to my original point of the huge infiltration problem within the melanated community because since it's all been blended as one and the masses feeling that we all have the same agenda and when that can be further from the truth. We can look just as recent as the civil rights era, that whole thing was nothing but a huge co-entail pro at the expense of the melanated community to keep the system the same and to fully integrate the indigenous American Indian into a corporate system to make them full-fledged citizens, to take their mind off of their indigenous heritage, the land, and put their minds on rights. Why would you need rights from a system or a corporation when this is your land, okay? So I have to put that out on the baby boomers, all right? Now, when it comes to my generation, Generation X, see some of the same patterns, some of the same mistakes, not as prevalent, but I do still see it there. We're not wanting to mentor the next generation, not being authentic. I see a lot of that in my generation, not being authentic. Having this public persona 
of being one thing, but the true authentic self is just the total, total opposite. And causing hell and havoc, actually causing hell and havoc in their private lives. And quite frankly, and a lot would probably don't want to admit it, but it is what it is. And again, if this scenario strikes with you, then you may need to lace that shoe up and wear it. But quite frankly, still trying to capture your youth, trying to compete with the next generation when you are supposed to be mentoring them. And furthermore, not setting a healthy example. So these are the things that I see in my particular generation, Gen X, where it's literally like, ah, you know, well, whatever. I, I can keep on doing what I'm doing. That's not the way you need to move forward healthy. And I still bring it back to, if this is what we're seeing from a public perspective, how folks that voluntarily step up and want to put together a movement, if this is how you move publicly, I can't even imagine how you're moving privately. So if you cannot mentor, if you cannot check your ego at the door, if you cannot do things in an authentic fashion, if you cannot do things out of the love and the passion, I can't imagine how you are in the private with your relationships, with the rearing of your children, with your spouse. I can't I can't imagine how you're moving. Because at the end of the day, all of this goes back to who you are as a divine being. So creating leaders in the black community, we can start with all of the fancy stuff we want. We can start with all of the paperwork we want. We can start with all of the setting up this, the foundational that, and the checking of this, and the checking of that. But if you cannot start with the true foundation, which is self, it will always be faulty. You have to start with the foundation of self. When we are going on these ventures of creating groups, trying to get things done, aren't we really vetting Folks, the way we would vet folks as a true friend or as a lover and a spouse, 
I don't think that we are. And that's a huge issue. It is a huge issue. The next thing is, in general, and I'm going to do this across all uh, generations, so meaning across the baby boomers, across the Gen Xs, uh, across my millennials, across my Zs. I'm. This is for all, and this is melanated Black community holding each other accountable. Extreme, extreme lack of holding each other accountable for horrible behavior, for the conditions of the neighborhood, for the piss-poor parenting and neglect, for the lack of fiscal responsibility, and just for being a shitty person out the gate. That is a huge issue in the black slash melanated community. No accountability. That's across the board. How do we expect anything to move forward when we allow the hurting of each other, the lack of protection, just no accountability, nothing is done about it. It's everybody else's problem but our own. The next one is self-sustain. Being a self-sustaining group. So what I mean by that is not being dependent on others. So meaning looking outside of self and your immediate team or group to make things happen. How can you say on one hand you want the system gone and then on the very next breath say, but the system needs to do X, Y, Z, one, two, three for me. That's a contradiction within itself. And those that know universal law, the universe can't provide you anything because you just washed out what you said you want. The universe is confused. And so are you. And hence it's why nothing ever gets done. And again, this is inherently, it has been done by design over centuries of time since I give it the 1500s because of that infiltration, because of that blending of the culture and then everyone viewing us all being the same, having the same agenda. So when you start these particular groups, 
When I said take your time to be clear on what you're trying to do, I meant that. Because if you can't talk about being self-sustainable, you are setting that group up to always be beholden to someone or something. Okay? So I'm not going to make it um, any longer than, than it needs to be. But we are at a crossroad now where there is enough folks that are woke to the game to get how we got to the state that we are in. So as we start to move forward, these are really, really things that I hope that folks will take seriously. And I'm not saying by any means go out and run and try to start a group up because I'm the opposite. I'm anti-group, and that's especially when it's public. I'm, I'm anti. To me, that's like putting my bank statement online. Yeah, yeah, go ahead on. See what the fuck I have. See what I didn't purchase, except to me, that's that's what public groups represent. I am just giving some points on how we can start creating leaders. And yes, it does take practice. It We can definitely do it. But it has to start with self. And it has to start within your home. And then you can definitely start linking up with like-minded people and making it happen. And for those that have put in that work, that they understand what it takes to navigate as a leader, that they understand that it's not about them, it's not about ego. It's really about for the love of the people, for the love of the land, then definitely maybe your calling is such. But just keep in mind that it's also about grooming and mentorship. Because at the end of the day, what are we leaving for our children? What legacy are you leaving? So everyone has a part to play. And it is each person's responsibility to go within and figure out what is their part to play. Only you know what that is. Okay. So um, I'm not going to make this long. I wish everybody well on this Friday. Um, You know, continue doing you, loving yourself and Let's love each other, but let's love each other in in a healthy way. So peace and love all.